Hello, welcome back. It's week 70 on Out on That Line. I'm Jeff with my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you doing this week? My third eye is open. I have achieved total consciousness. All of my energy is flowing into today's podcast. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't help but think you did that because we're going to talk about we don't ride llamas. I said, hey, or I guess if you... Llama. I guess if you pronounce it correctly, we don't ride llamas. Sure. In their new EP, The Oracle. Um, now, this is one you probably haven't heard of. I never had. Just randomly popped up on my Spotify. We had a short week, and this was kind of a quick album. It's only about 16 minutes long. Um, so it seemed kind of perfect. We Neither of us had ever heard this band before, so you know, we just decided to do it. And it's like, what, seven songs, eight songs? Seven? I think it's seven songs, two of which are interludes. Yeah, so it's it's a quick little ride. Um, a lot of different influences in this one. Heard a lot of kind of like funk, soul, that kind of thing. There's some like straight up rock and roll in here. Um, so overall, like a little bit varied, a lot of stuff packed into one short little EP here. I'm going to read you there about me from their website. I, I specifically captured this and it, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. Generation Z siblings... Big Brother Chase on lead guitar and sisters Max on lead vocals, Blake on drums, and Kit Mitchell on bass guitar made up the Austin-based band We Don't Ride Llamas, WDRL for short. Avid readers, self-professed nerds, lovers of sci-fi, anime, fashion, and nearly every musical genre from punk to funk. The members of WDRL cannot resist any good story well told, especially those set to an engaging melody. Having coined the term shillelagh music to describe the variety of musical genres they embrace, WDRL sings original songs they've written themselves, as well as covers of some of their favorite musicians, ranging from Icelandic-born Of Monsters and Men to legendary American artists Nirvana and Stevie Wonder. The quartet finds a great deal of their inspiration from the careers and projects of seasoned performers Caliucci's, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Hiatus Coyote, and Lenny Kravitz, all of with whom they hope to one day go on tour. I read that blurb and I was like, "Oh, oh, fuck yeah, dude! They're gonna, they're into like, I love Caliucci's, I love Unknown Mortal Orchestra, yeah. I love Nirvana, I love Stevie Wonder. Could take or leave of Monsters of Men and Hiatus Coyote, but whatever. I was like, hey, they, they're talking about some stuff that's right up my alley. Cool, can't wait to listen to this. Ha, ha! It was not good, <laughs> not good." Well, they're clearly still working on things. I mean, sure. they've only got uh, something like 30,000 total plays on Spotify, so not not huge yet, but I, I happen to like this quite a bit. I thought, you know, it was a nice little a quick run. Um, a lot of, maybe because I couldn't see the lyrics, I couldn't really understand if they were, like, really stupid, but musically, I thought it was pretty good. So I'm wondering, like, what you heard of it that you really just didn't, you weren't into. Here, There were kernels of good ideas in this. There, there was, like you say, a lot of potential. They're working out a lot of kinks. So I wouldn't say they are untalented. This just did not come together at all. I sent mm-hmm. Tanner one of the songs. I'll implicate him in this too. Um, I sent him Neptune and it's like, dude, I don't even drum. And I can hear that the drummer is like behind the beat in certain ways. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not consistent. You talk like Tanner is a human metronome. Ringo Starr is a human metronome. And like, that's a singular skill. But like, 
recording your EP with electronic drums when and like being that off the beat, that was a big problem. Uh, I'm really not a fan of the vocal stylings that are on here. Like I see what they're going mm-hmm. for. It's kind of a, a soulful, like Leanne Le Havis. I hear a, a kernel of that where she's like very good at riffing and has that kind of, as I described when we covered her years ago now, um, mm-hmm. that voice that's like almost threatening to come off the rails, but is very controlled. I just, uh, the, the, the songs themselves, the ideas that went to the songs, I think had promise that was completely unrealized in the execution. That's my main thing. So I'm curious wow. why you enjoyed it. So I think it was just because it was pleasant to listen to for me. You know, I, I really, I think of the two of us, you know, when music kind of gets, has some very like kind of traditional groundings of, of traditional like genres of music, like rock and roll or blues or soul or those sorts of things. Um, you know, I think of the two of us, like when something gets is based in that, but gets really weird, that tends to be more kind of my alley that I like to be in. And I think they do that with this one, you know, and I think there's a couple spots on here that are pretty slow. Like the, the one they have that has, um, what's the blueberries. blueberries. They have, um, uh, yeah. Christina Steele on there, whoever that is. Um, you know, that song wasn't very good, you know, so there was, there was a couple spots in here where I was like, eh, this isn't great, but there was a couple spots in there was like, this is really good. And enough for me that I was like, overall for the whole EP, I was like, there, there's something here. If they can, if they can keep pulling on the right things, they could really have something that could be very interesting. So I could hear the parts where you didn't necessarily like it for me. I was just like, that was almost like world building for me for the whole thing it just kind of added to it where they were like i knew they were finding their way so i was able to be like okay i'll be along along for the ride here as long as this is going somewhere and i felt like by the end of it it did and and that's the pro i had the exact opposite interpretation where i'm like this just didn't go anywhere they don't know how to end a song it's it's pretty standard like you know a b a b structure and Again, we'll get him in early. Frank Zappa. Not everything has to be <laughs> Frank Zappa where it's musical movements, right? And it's like five different f- pieces. And he rarely goes back and repeats the same thought. Not all music has to be like that. And you talk about like you like something that's grounded enough to deviate and get a little weird. I like that too, for sure. Um, stuff like Dirty Honey, very consistent. Band of Horses, very consistent. Spoon very consistent. I had a hard time saying anything else about them because there were only one or two songs that leapt out as standout to me on an otherwise like Mm. consistent quality album. But I did find things to go, yeah, they really sent it over the top there. So I I can appreciate grounded stuff as much as I can appreciate totally fucking Mm. weird stuff. I was going to suggest we listen to JPEG Mafia and then I got through it on a drive and I went... I think Jeff will quit the podcast if I make him listen to this. (laughs) It's very weird, but it's not necessarily an enjoyable listen. It's cool as shit, but it's not necessarily like something you'd put on and make a frittata. So (laughs) I, I, all of which is to say I, I had the opposite interpretation of this where it just, it, the whole thing kind of flatlined for me. Yeah. I think this might be the first time where we have been on the totally separate pages yeah about how we feel about an album yeah 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think for me, it just had enough in there that I really liked and it being so short that ended up being a good enough percentage of the total package that I was like, there's, there's enough here that I'll come back when they come up with a full album. I'll definitely come back and, and check it out and see if they can build on the things that I liked on this. If they stick to the stuff that I didn't like on this for their, for their real big debut, whatever release, um, then I'll probably fall off that wagon. But as of right now, I'm on that train. I'm on that. We don't ride llamas train. Oh, you're riding the llama, huh? Yeah. I, there were a lot of mixing issues on this too. I specifically noticed it like a lot, a lot, a lot on blueberries. Mm-hmm. Blueberry that song just wasn't good. It, it just wasn't. There's again yeah. a kernel of it in there where that very like the drums are kind of laying off a little bit, and it's just like kind of playing the the rim mm-hmm. on the snare, clack clack, and it, it had this kind of like street scene feel to it. Like when it kicked off, I was like, okay, like they're kind of painting a picture, creating an image with the music. It's like. You know, there were many a days in in Crown Heights where I would walk down the street and it was sunny and blue and there's, you know, street art on the side of the walls and stuff. And I'm like, this is cool. I'm very at peace right now. And when it started, I'm like, oh, it kind of gives me that vibe. But like I had this shit cranked and and the vocals are not only somehow super far forward in the mix, but they're muddy as shit. The vocals just sounded so fucking muddy and i think Mm -hmm. that contributed on every song and i think that contributed in part to me being like and then what was it uh venus and mars i'm like that to me smacks of i didn't work on this riff at all it was like that family guy thing where ben affleck is like i have to play king henry the eighth in five minutes i better work on my accent hello 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 got it <laughs> like it, like i'm being such a dick but it really it, it kind of struck me like that like the first take was the take that they used and i'm like this just like what is different about yeah. this what is like a, a, and the other thing being all of these elements that are named nirvana stevie wonder caliucci's unknown mortal orchestra like you're you're throwing so many elements out in your press release and i heard None of it. I think I heard Nirvana See, a little I, I bit. I think they do that. It's it's like when you try to bump yourself up the Google search results. Yeah. You just make yourself like a paragraph length headline. Uh, yeah, for SEO purposes, sure. But the only yeah. thing I ever really heard was some Nirvana in Neptune. Mm-hmm. And like that, it like it was frustrating because I could see I'm like, hey, they've got like the foundation for a cool grunge sound. I hear the grunge tones on the guitar, but like even that, I don't know like shit from Apple Butter about pedals, but I do mm-hmm. know that you kind of have to f- work them together in an interesting way. And this really sounded like they used one pedal for one effect and were like, again, good enough. And it had mm-hmm. that kind of underwater grunge sound, which was frustrating because I'm like, you, you're like, You've got the right idea, and then the execution just kind of shit the bed for me. I think to to address like the mixing issue, the last few albums we've done have been like Spoon, yeah. Band of Horses, yeah. you know. So we're talking about some Eddie Vedder. I mean, so we're talking about some like 
people that have access to some of the highest quality production equipment on earth. Eddie you Vedder know, had mixing problems too. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that just goes to show you that, you know, I think that has more to do with what they have access to at this point in their career. Um, I guess, like I said, maybe I just thought of it more of an overall, like kind of looked at the potential and I was like, there's something here. Um, Cause this was really their first kind of major release of any kind from what it looks like. Um, and they definitely have some things to work on, but, there, there was enough here for me, especially Neptune, like the way that song just kind of like just kind of rocked. Like that was one of those spots where if, if they come out with more of that, if that's the sound they build onto more then I'm going to be all in on this band for sure. If they can build off that, because here's the thing, I'm not rooting against them. I don't resent like they played South by They're mm-hmm. They're like I look at their Instagram posts and it's like 10 years ago we were in the audience and now we're playing and I'm like, hey, awesome. That's great. I do not root against their success. I want, mm-hmm. but like, if I'm going to ride the llama, I, I got to hear some, a lot of hard work. Cause, and again, they don't build statues to critics. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I listen to this and I'm like, there's, there's a long way to go. I hope they do it. Cause again, I am not rooting against them. I don't not want them to get better. Because again, there are there are cool ideas in here, but like it it sounded like a SoundCloud project. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it may have been pretty much at that level. You know, who knows? Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say stream it. Uh, this may shock you, Jeff. I'm gonna say skip it. <laughs> I think I saw that coming. <laughs> I don't want to surprise anybody. <laughs> well. Um, you know, that I definitely suggest going to check it out. See what you think about that one. Clearly, we're very split on it, but you know, I can understand where he's coming from with the things he didn't like about it. But I think I'm looking at more of the potential because it's it's spring training for Major League Baseball right now. So we got nothing but potential these days. You know, that's what my whole life is built upon right now. So that's what I'm seeing in this one. So I'll say stream it. Alex is saying skip it, and I'm saying and skip now, it because sorry, just like to finish, like yeah. Again, we're taking the complete opposite tack where you're looking at it and going, it's got potential, therefore I liked it. And I'm looking at it and going, this is a finished product. Like, you put this out, this is a finished product. So I am judging it as a singular entity. I will mm-hmm. not judge you on a full album if it's really good. Like, I will or I will not judge your next thing based on this. Mm-hmm. I'm judging this based on what it is. And for me... It is it is Skipsville and and now I will be done being mean to these these poor people. <laughs> they might be assholes. We don't know. That's a good band name. They might be assholes. <laughs> that should have been our band name all along. Damn it. Well, Alex, do you want to bring us into this next segment? Because I think this is one we're going to have some fun with. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Grammys 2022, which are apparently. They have been rescheduled to Sunday, April 3rd at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. The 64th. Have you? Not to well, not to the arena, but I've I've been very drunk in that MGM Grand. Oh, magical yeah. memories to not remember Slept for a lifetime. For maybe a couple hours in there? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Played a lot of craps that weekend. Played a lot of, a craps, lot of craps. Took a lot of craps. 
Yeah. Live and yeah, lose. Yeah, there were a few days. of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, buffets, you know, that's what those turn into. Eat enough crab legs, drink enough liquor. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a couple things. We were talking before we went on about how they organized the top three categories here. Record of the year, album mm-hmm. of the year, and song of the year. Now, my understanding, and jump in if I have misinterpreted this, based on what we talked about, record of the year is primarily looking at a single song, ostensibly the single that this person led with. So, for instance, Doja Cat and SZA did Kiss Me More. So that was Mm. the big one off Planet Her. So record of the year is a song, and it's focused on a combination of the artist and the production team behind it. Mm-hmm. Album of the year is really referring to the entire album and the production team behind it, more so than the artist necessarily. Not entirely, mm-hmm. but in principle. And then song of the year is to the songwriters for a specific song. Yes. I okay. think that's correct. And I've gone my whole life without really trying to figure out what the difference between record of the year and song of the year is. <laughs> but now it makes sense. It's the production team for record of the year and the songwriting team for song of the year. That's yeah, that's that's my interpretation. I think we've yes. we've hacked through those weeds. Yes. So I think what we're gonna do here is just we're gonna make our picks. For each of these categories, and we can kind of just wing it and then decide when we want to cut it off, but we'll do at least those top, you know, probably five or six categories. As we go down, we'll decide when we want to cut it off, like I said. Yeah. Um, so do we, do we just want to start right at the top, because that's top of the list for record of the year. Yeah, let's start with the tab at a paps. Do you want to read the nominees, or do you want me to read? Uh, you go ahead, and we'll, we'll trade off okay. each category. And the nominees are... For Record of the Year, I Still Have Faith in You by ABBA, Freedom by John Batiste, I Get a Kick Out of You by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, Peaches, Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Givian, Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle, Kiss Me More, Doja Cat featuring SZA, Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, and Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. Yes, that is, uh, it's an interesting smattering. And as with mm-hmm. all award shows, it's, I hesitate to say, it's kind of a popularity contest, right? And not mm-hmm. even necessarily like, oh, this is what the people wanted. Because if the people got what they wanted, they would sugar off a lot differently. So it really does kind of feel like there are agenda-driven picks, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it'll look good. Like, for instance, the Academy Awards, they love to coronate a young actor like Jennifer Lawrence with Silver Linings Playbook. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now she's an Academy Award-winning actress at like 26 or 27, something like that. The Academy loves to coronate a new star. Yeah, and I don't really know what the thinking is behind the Grammys because I don't think I've ever watched a full Grammy ceremony in my lifetime. I don't know about you. <laughs> they're they're kind of boring. They're more boring than the Oscars for sure. 
I mean, I think award shows are fucking stupid and boring. I, I like yeah. the George C. Scott quote where he's like, I'm not in competition with other artists. I refuse yeah. my Academy Award for Patton. Yeah. So, even though he was a crotchety old asshole. But anyway. <laughs> um, looking at this list, what do you think? What do you do? Should we do like a head and a heart pick? Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a good, good way to go. I think my, my heart pick is driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo. And I want to say that's my head pick too, but I think my head pick really is, is Montero by Lil Nas X. Okay. I mean, that song's got like a billion and something. I think it's got more streams than driver's license does. Wow. I did not know that. Um, I'm going to say ABBA. No, um, I did not listen to the new (laughs) ABBA. No. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think of these. Did not care. (laughs) Not one little bit. There was a point in time where I was like, I'm going to suggest to Jeff that we do the new ABBA. Then I really thought about what I was saying, and I was like, again, he'll quit the show. I mean, I don't know if I'd quit. I just, I don't think I'd have a good time. I don't like ABBA that much. Yeah, it's it's gimmicky. I get it. Our parents loved it, but... Mm -hmm. Um... I think my head and my heart pick are both driver's license. I think mm-hmm. to to focus solely on head, happier than ever, I think is like too low key. So if anything's gonna knock it over, I think you're right. It would be Montero. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to say driver's license is my pick. What are you saying? Um, I'm gonna say I'll go with. You know, just make it interesting, Montero. Okay. I'll go with my, with my pick for that one there. Okay. So that is Record of the Yaw. Yes. Um, shall we scoot on down the line to Album of the Year? Yes. Look at all the credits on these. Jeez yeah, you don't have to crust. go through all those. No, fuck no. <laughs> Jeez and crust. Um, we are John Batiste. Love for Sale, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Justice, Triple Chucks Deluxe. God damn it. Justin Bieber. What the fuck, dude? I didn't know he came out with an album. I didn't either, but I think I was <laughs> vaguely aware of it. But God, God damn this kid. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Anyway, Planet Her, Doja Cat. Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. Back of my mind by okay, is it her or H E R? I think it's her. Her. Okay. She goes by her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Montero, Little Nas X, Sour, Olivia Rodrigo, Evermore, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Donda, Ooh. Kanye West. Yikes! Yikes! This is. Uh... Well, I can tell you, it's not going to be Donda. No. And it's not going to be back of my mind. No. And it's not going to be happier than ever. No, unfortunately. It's not going to be Justice, Love for Sale, or We Are. I think we're down to Planet Her. Really? Montero. You think so? Yes. Uh, Montero, Sour, and Evermore. So why do you say Planet Her? Again, I, I really came around on that album. I like it. I'm just curious what... Uh... Because I think of... The way that everybody came around on Doja Cat, okay, was that album is like put up there with like Good News by Megan Thee Stallion. Like it's up, it's they, it's considered now. I think to go alongside the premier artists in that genre. 
And you know what? I'd buy it because, again, it it, it did – I really came around on it in a big way, mm-hmm. um, thinking of purchasing it on vinyl. But um, is it the best thing I've ever heard? No. And it's hard to – I'm going to go ahead right off the top and say I don't think Sour takes this. I don't think Montero takes this. I hate to say it. I could see Evermore. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. I think it's going to be Evermore. Um, as much as I'd love to see Sour win it, I think it's going to be Evermore. Because I think Taylor Swift with the whole Scooter Braun thing, there's a lot of sympathy, kind of running through the mainstream narrative for her. I also love that Evermore and Donda are up against each other. The the age old battle. <laughs> The immovable object meets the unstoppable force. Taylor Swift versus Kanye West. Um, he was disinvited from performing. Is he going to be allowed to accept if he wins? He's probably he's probably not. And I mean, I don't think there's going to be any. There, that's not that's not going to come up because he's not going to win that award. Not for no. that album. Fuck no. no. So are we both think, saying Evermore. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be Evermore. As much as I'd love to see Sour be the one to win it. I don't think this is yeah. I don't think this is the year for it. Yeah, Sour, I'd be happy with Happier Than Ever. I'd be happy with Planet Her. Um I didn't listen to Montero all the way through, did you? Uh yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I think I don't think I'd put it I don't think I'd even put it at the level of like Planet Her. Okay. Um definitely not at the level of Sour. Like not. I think that I think that category was Sour and Evermore were really the two choices there um yeah for me it, Lil Nas X is great at making a hit the album was okay okay I'll buy that because again like the the singles are really all I've ever listened yeah. to with him um and he and, can create some bangers and the thing is like Old Town Road was gimmicky it got hammered into the fucking ground that's not really mm-hmm. his fault um I didn't like Call Me By Your Name, but like for no reason other than I was like, oh, you know, I I legitimately mm-hmm. loved the music video, just, you know, sucking off Satan and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Get get salacious with this shit. That's awesome. Um, Especially in a like kind of traditionally homophobic genre like like mm-hmm. rap and he transcends rap. But um, did you listen to Industry Baby, the one he did with Jack Harlow? Uh, no, I did not. Is that good? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll put that on yes. my list. Yes. That's a good one. All right. All right. So song of the year. So this is the songwriter specific award for a single. Um, we have bad habits by Ed Sheeran. I'm and I'm just going to say who the performer of it. Cause the songwriters, nobody's going to care. So bad habits by Ed Sheeran. Um, a Beautiful Noise by Alicia Keys and Brandy Carlisle. Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Fight for You by Her. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Kiss Me More, Doja Cat featuring SZA. Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic, Montero, Lil Nas X. Peaches, Justin Bieber with Daniel Caesar and Givian. And Right on Time, Brandy Carlisle. So Brandy Carlisle, two nominations Interesting. for Song of the Year. And I like Brandy Carlisle. I can't say I've heard either of these songs, though. Nope. Um, it's Certainly pretty haven't. homogeneous here at the the top of the chart. It's the same people coming up over and over again. Yeah. Um, 
I look at this one, and it's a writing category more than anything, which is why I think it could go to Happier Than Ever. Mm-hmm. It could go to Driver's License. I feel I'm like thinking the, driver's license. Yeah, because again, that's a lot of depth for a fucking seventeen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Not to insult all Gen Z, but like, I remember hearing it and being like, oh, "This is this is something different." Yeah. Um, and same thing with with Billy, Billy and Phineas. Driver's license, happier than ever. And again, I feel like they're gonna want to throw Lil Nas X a bone in some mm. way, but I don't think I they don't do. know if they do. I don't think they do it with this. Well, I mean, they got fucking... Well, I guess it was the country music end of things where they got carucified for keeping him out of it. Yeah. Um. So I don't... But I don't think Montero is the pinnacle of songwriting. So no. it's driver's license or happier than ever. I think, I think for this one, I think driver's license. Because I think... I think they do give kind of like a you know, a consolation pick here because I think driver's license is going to miss out on record of the year because that one's got, you know, that one's got Montero. That's much more of a production type mm-hmm. one. So I think that one's going towards is going to go to something other than the Olivia Rodrigo. And I think Olivia Rodrigo gets the song of the year. You, you make an excellent point. Um, I am going to, just to make it interesting, even though I agree with you, I'm going to go ahead and say Billy. Okay. So just just to see. Because I can yeah. see the same argument for that. Everyone's got a big boner for Billie Eilish, with good reason. Um, so I will say happier than ever, and you will say driver's license. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm writing this all down. Uh, well, let's see. You did the last one, right? Yes. Okay. Best new artiste. Let me write that down. Okay. This category recognizes an artist whose eligibility year release achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and notably impacted the music landscape. Keep that in mind. We have Aruj Aftab. No idea. Jimmy Allen. No idea. Baby Keem. Heard the name. No idea. Phineas of Billie Eilish brother fame. Uh, Glass Animals, familiar. Japanese Breakfast, familiar. The Kid Leroy, no idea. Arlo Parks, sounds familiar, but no real idea. Olivia Rodrigo and Saweetie. So, what do you think, Jeff? I mean, this is an easy one for me. I think this is Olivia Rodrigo. I think she's got this one zipped up. Yeah, it's it's kind of a no contest. Yeah. I love Japanese breakfast and in a in an independent music sense, you know what I mean? She'd have a better chance, but mm-hmm. I mean Olivia Rodrigo I think has this one sewn up. Yes. And can I I just want to point out uh that Glass Animals best new artist category. Uh their debut album came out in 2014. Yeah. And I mean, Japanese breakfast. I think I they've been her, around a little while too. Yeah, Let's see. her album came out in like twenty sixteen, seventeen. Let's see, maybe even before that. Let's see, Psychopomp came out twenty sixteen. Aha! So how do they decide? Because like Japanese breakfast was pretty popular even before this album. What song do they think 
broke her through. I I don't know. I think they're just like they're like, oh, we got to acknowledge somebody. So this is our chance to do that, even though they've been around for seven years. Interesting. I mean, good for her. Good for Glass Animals. It's always nice to be nominated. Um, Saweetie's dope, but it's Olivia Rodrigo's. Yeah, I think she runs away with this one. I don't think it's any question. If she doesn't win this one, I'll be very, very surprised. Yeah. I think the only one that maybe has a chance is Phineas. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, Now we're getting into the weeds with, like, genre by genre, and it's, like, performance... Well, there's so this one I think we can do best pop solo performance because I think we're familiar with all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, then we could talk about. Let's see. There's rock, but there's not much. Best rock performance. Jesus, the fucking Chris Cornell. Nothing compares to you. Cover. What is nominated for a Grammy this year? Hold on, when did that come out? When did he die? Uh, years ago. He was dead when we um when we were 2017. The... Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Weird. How did they determine this shit? Weird, I don't know. Well, let's run through um Let's run through the best pop solo performance. And okay. that might be it. I mean, I was scrolling down through. That might be it for all the ones that we want to really like take a stab at here. Yeah, after this, I might take a quick scan and just see if anything jumps yeah. out. But this is... God, they have so many categories. Yeah. And they're so weird. Yeah. Yeah, they're very specific. These are the, the non-televised categories, I think, is what we're getting into down there. Yeah. Um, so best pop solo performance described as for new vocal or instrumental pop recordings, singles or tracks only. When's the last time an instrumental got nominated? I wonder what the answer to that is. Fun little trivia bit. Interesting. Yeah. They say instrumental, so something must have at some point. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the instrumental version of like my heart will go on. Ooh, that'd be a good call. Yeah, that would be my flute. guess. Uh, but anyway, um, the song "Anyone" by Justin Bieber, "Right on Time" by Brandy Carlile, "Happier Than Ever" by Billie Eilish, "Positions" by Ariana Grande, and "Driver's License" by Olivia Rodrigo. Again, I think this one's going to be Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, Maybe this is where like Ariana Grande like sneaks in. On kind of an off-cycle year and steals one, maybe because I mean she's a great singer. So I don't know. I'm gonna. I the minute you said that Ariana Grande, that's that's I'm logging Ariana Grande as my pick. She's gonna. It's like right it's in the there. kind of thing that's like, why is she here? It must be for a reason. Correct. You know. And I look yeah. at the the vocal chops on all the people here. Justin Bieber sucks shit. Brandi mm-hmm. Carlile is really talented. Billie Eilish has a unique voice, and I guess it can't be entirely graded on voice, but that yeah. carries a lot of a performance. Mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo, great voice, but I think Ariana Grande probably has the most pizzazz and the best voice to match that pizzazz. So yeah, I will I say Ariana Grande. The, yeah, Ariana Grande's got the like one of those all-time great diva voices. Yeah. You know, the other ones don't uh, don't quite have that. Um, all right. Well, let's see here. Let's Are we both uh, saying Ariana, by the way? Um, I'm saying Olivia Rodrigo on this okay. one, but I could I could see 
Ariana Grande sneaking in there and stealing it. Okay. I will say Grande. Yeah. Yeah, so I was looking through. So the best rock performance for new, new, that word's doing a lot of work here, for new vocal or instrumental solo, duo slash group, or collaborative rock recordings. Shot in the Dark by ACDC. That one came out this year. Fine. Know You Better by Black Pumas. Came out this year. Fine. Ohms by the Deftones. Came out this year. Fine. Making a Fire by the Foo Fighters. Came out in this Grammy cycle. But then they have that Nothing Compares to You Chris Cornell cover. Well, so did that come out in this cycle? This eligibility cycle? I have no idea. Because I've known about that cover like when he died. That cover was everywhere, like of him doing it like a radio station or something. Okay, well, maybe then it's the um, like a more polished recording. But that's see, that's I feel like you're skirting the rules here. Oh, don't get me wrong. You know what I, I mean? I completely like, what, agree. Where's the line? Where's the line, Johnny? Oh boy, the line for me is Foo Fighters. If they if they suggest they're making a fire, throw every copy of every album you've ever made on <laughs> yeah. that fire. God. Dunk. Um, <laughs> shit, dude. I don't even. I. I mean, I'm gonna give it to the Foos for this one, cause it's just it's so obvious. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but you have to think. I have to think like an animal, and when possible, look like an animal. Yeah. Oh well, this might actually shed some light on why that Chris Cornell song is on here. Okay. Um, the best rock album is there's Power Up by ACDC, Capital Cuts by Black Pumas, Medicine at Midnight by Foo Fighters, Ugh. McCartney 3 by Paul McCartney, and No One Sings Like You Anymore Volume 1 by Chris Cornell. So it must be like unreleased, like greatest hits maybe, you know, just like a compilation kind of album of his recordings that they released. So that must be why it counts. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. That, that must be it. I think you all... Yeah. Pareto. So then, yeah, I'm looking at like alt is a one category subheading mm-hmm. best alt album. Uh, I think we listen. Halsey is nominated in that. What is That's up weird. with Halsey? I don't know. I don't get the appeal. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, but I, I think Japanese Breakfast wins that. Wins that category best alternative music album. I think the Jubilee album wins that for sure. I hope so. That'd be nice. I could see Fleet Foxes squeaking in there. Let's see. When is... uh... Yeah, I'm scrolling down through best rap performance. Uh, Cardi B with Up is on there. Thought Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at best R&B performance, and I got to tell you, there are some fucking heavy hitters in that, Justin Bieber... Notwithstanding, I like Daniel Caesar, Snow Allegra, great. Her, great. Silk Sonic, great. Jasmine Sullivan. I listened to Hotels on my, yeah, uh, my road trip. Really good. I really <laughs> enjoyed the shit out of Hotels. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot to like in Best R&B performance too. Yeah. I wonder who's gonna. I wonder who's gonna win that one. I think she might. That album had a lot of steam. Yeah, it made a lot of people. It was a lot of people's yeah. number one album of last year. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so she might she might get that one. Interesting. Let's see. 
country. Best. Uh, oh, they have a country category here. Who's okay? Um, ooh, I don't know who's gonna win that. Probably Casey Musgraves That's or a... Chris. No, you know what? I think Chris Stapleton probably is gonna you win. Think that so? Yeah. So you're gonna say country? I'll put this down. Country. Did you say who you thought was gonna win rock performance? Uh, rock performance, I mean, probably the Foo Fighters. Okay, so we'll both my, do Foo I guess, yeah. So for country, you're saying Stapleton. Yeah, for the best solo performance. I'm going to say Casey. Yep. I can see that. Um, and then, I guess to round this out, do you want to pick a rap or an R&B, and then we'll call it a career? Yeah. And we want to do rap performance? Let's see. Where are we? Because I'm, I'm, I'm going with Megan The Stallion. Okay, so you're doing Tina Snow, Hot Let's Girl go. Meg. Yep. Um, it's that or it's Cardi B. Um, just to be competitive, I'll say Cardi B. But I, yep. if I'm picking with my heart, hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thought shit. <laughs> and All I'm right. gonna say for the best R&B performance, I'm gonna say Leave the Door Open. We gotta give we gotta give our boys a little, little bit of love. Yes, R and B. They put up for country albums. I'll dunk in on Silk Sonic. Ooh, Sturgill's nominated for best country album. Oh, for Dude and Juanita. Yeah, against uh, Starting Over by Chris Stapleton, The Marfa Tapes by Miranda Lambert. I haven't listened to that. I wonder if it's any good. Because she's she's had some really decent songs in the past. Um, Skeletons by Brothers Osborne, and then Remember Her Name by Mickey Guyton. I, I like Mickey Guyton. Mickey, I never got into her. I I like her as a person. I'm yeah, not a I mean, fan it's, of her uh, of her music. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. I wouldn't say like it changed the way I think about yeah country music, but I'm into it. Also, like her as a person. Um, yeah, best country album. I mean, are we are I take it we're both yanking for dude and Juanita. Yeah, I mean that's that's my pick. I don't know if it's gonna win, but that's my pick. I feel I like think, the the Stapleton is probably gonna be the winner. I think you're probably right. I won't even bother yeah. writing that one down. New age. Oh boy, we're really getting into <laughs> yeah. the fucking weeds. Well, I, made it all, I made it all the way down to the gospel and contemporary Christian music. Zach, weigh in, who's gonna win? <laughs> Oh man, they've got best gospel performance. That guy Dante Bow is nominated twice. Who? Dante Bow, whoever that is. I that's a great question. Dante. Uh, I see Bo. Kirk Franklin on there. Do you know who that Kirk is? Kirk Franklin and Lil Baby. Kirk Franklin, he does uh there's a song called Stomp, I think. It's a jam. He's got a couple jams. Okay. Interesting. Her has one in here. Yep. Wow. What a time to be alive. Carrie Underwood has one in Best Roots Gospel Album. Harry Connick Jr. has one. What is happening? Harry Connick Jr. is low-key on that Michael Buble kind of career line. Middle-aged women love, love Harry Connick Jr., Wow, good. I'm I'm glad they have someone too. Love him. 
I just I, I, hot take. I think the the crooner thing. I I mean, I get it. It it has an audience, middle aged women. But uh, yeah, see, that's why you're never gonna get it. I'll never get it, and I don't <laughs> hold anything against these guys other than yeah. like, I don't get it. Also, it bears pointing out we keep getting comments on the Silk Sonic uh, loves train <laughs> video. Did you see the one where the woman was like, I had an orgasm listening to this song? No. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, I was a, a, a DJ in the 80s in Milwaukee or something, and I remember a song like this. She might have been talking about Confunction, um, but she's like, yeah, this this song gave me an orgasm. Hot pepper gimmick. Hot pepper emoji. Hot pepper emoji. I was like, oh, cool. You and 90% of the people in the comments on that, which, hey, that's great. That's awesome. We're happy to have you. But, uh, you know, they do, they do not hold back. Did you see the one... Did you see the one on your reaction roundup? Was it the one about Grimes where it's like, fuck you ass, no, Grimes is good? No. Someone named S. Kitchen said, and this is, I think, I think they're taking a sh- taking dead aim at you, buddy. Oh, no. I can see by all the positive feedback that everyone agrees with your summation of Kid Rock's song and his musical talent. Hope you've not quit your day job. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> they do not build statues to critics, man. Oh man, they they zipped you up on that one, buddy. I wonder Hope who th- you've not quit your day job. They're definitely British for saying it like that. Oh my goodness! But but and yet it's a let's go Brandon sentiment, obviously. Yep. I I I take it this individual didn't vote for Brandon since they singled out that song. They probably they were probably a proponent of the Brexit. Oh wow, dude! You know that was the that was the UK's version of the Trumpers. Dude, Brexit people. That's so funny. Don't quit your day job. Jokes on you. I don't have a day job. <laughs> Hope you've not quit your day job. And they did a little like the laughing, crying emoji. They really thought they got you there. Wow, zip, zip, yeah. zip. Yeah, they really thought they got you there. Damn, dude. I will not. I'll never financially recover <laughs> from this. <laughs> well, I have good news. We're up to 154 subscribers on the YouTube now. Holy shit. It was yeah. 152 last I checked. Yeah, and I'm just I'm looking right now. If I'm lying, I'm dying. It says 154, baby. Wow. Yeah. Well, should we? I feel like this is a natural point to wrap up now that we're talking about the YouTube. Yeah, that's what I. That's a nice little nice little segue that we did for ourselves there, and we didn't even mean to do it. It's pretty good. Or did we? You'll never know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's I mean, I was looking through. I think that's I think that's it. So, I mean, Sturgill is uh he's nominated for best bluegrass album for Cutting Grass Volume 1. So, he's got two two albums nominated, two different albums nominated. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. Yep. Tyler Childers nominated for uh, Long Violent History for best folk album. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't think I don't know, maybe he'll win that. He seems like the most popular one there, but LeVar Burton, nominated for a Spoken Word album. Oh, sweet. Hell yeah. I love LeVar Burton. Up against Don Cheadle, Dave Chappelle, and Barack Obama. Wow. Shit. That is uh, a fucking murderer's row. Uh, thank God we got our, our dear sweet boy Louis C.K. back in the spotlight here. He's nominated for Best Comedy Album. The Long Road Back is complete. 
It's congratulations, nice to see Louis. Oh, oh, straight white guy get a win for once. Yeah, congratulations, Louis. Something we were for us. We were all pulling for you. No um, pun intended. <laughs> what a fucking disgusting asshole. <sighs> oh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I think that's it. The, the rest is like uh, arrangements. Yeah, best recording package. Like whatever the fuck. Whatever that is. Best boxed or special limited edition package. Who the fuck is making okay. up these categories? Okay. Grammys. Best album notes. Settle the fuck down, Grammys. You have plenty of categories. You didn't Can you imagine to... like you bring you bring some little some little honey back to your pad and she's hot to trot and she sees your Grammy award. And she's like, Oh my god, he won a Grammy. What's it for? Best album notes. Oh, God. <laughs> Best use of shrink wrap and decals on a limited release album. Oh, my God. Best historical album. What? Joni Mitchell's on there. Where? Whoa. Okay. Oh, my God, dude. What the fuck is happening? What's happening to our hood? Yeah, they're just throwing categories in like, oh, I'll make up this category. And I can get my buddy John a Grammy Award. Well, all right then, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, the Grammys are okay. a hot fucking mess. Uh, hot mess. This hurt. Not as much as the comment from that let's go Brandon guy, but... Uh... <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> I tore you up. Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. Oh, that's awesome, dude. What? That's like, I mean, that's like in Texas when someone says, bless your heart. Yeah. Oh, God, that person wants me dead. Like, that's that same kind of compliment. Yep, it's the gif of Ralph Wiggum rolling down the hill. You're just <laughs> like, they got me. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, a fun well, time was had by all this time. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything uh, anything new going on over at the YouTube that you uh, want the people to know about? Uh, I think we're chugging along. I have been working on a personal project unrelated to the podcast, which has kind of slowed my content creation schedule down. But we do have some fun shit in the hopper. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said last time, we're going to do some cool shit with Phantom Airway for their album release. Tanner and I have got an On the Record coming up pretty soon, and I want to get back into the reaction. I haven't done a singles video in a really long time. Mm-hmm. I'm dying to do one, so we're just going to keep plugging away. Yeah, join us. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Um, you'll find all of our videos, all of our podcasts, everything we do right there on the youtube uh you can find us on twitter on instagram you can send us an email out on that line at gmail.com let us know what you want to hear comment on the youtube is probably the easiest way to do it but you could send us an email like i said or send us a dm on any of those other sites you'll always find these podcast episodes wherever fine podcasts are sold whether that's spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts anchor whatever it might be you let us know what you want to hear We'll see if we deem that worthy. And Alex, do you have anything else this week? Don't quit your day job. (laughs) Until next time.